What's up, fam? Welcome to Love Alive Church, the podcast, where we exist to help you find family, discover purpose, and change the world. Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. I hope that it's a blessing to you and your family. Let's go. Here's what I need you to recognize. There is a war going on in the spirit realm for your soul every single day. Literally, every day that we wake up, the enemy and God are in a battle for your soul. And the deciding factor, oftentimes, you. God is trying to pull you into your purpose, and the enemy is trying to pull you into destruction. And what happens is when God is trying to propel you into the future, the enemy is trying to distract you with devices that pulls you into the destruction that he's already predestined for you as well. See, God has predestined a plan for you, but so has the devil. And you have to understand that the enemy's job is to get you to devalue the power of God, desensitize yourself to the awareness of his strategies and yield to the destruction of your purpose and ultimately your life. What I have found in the church, especially the modern day church, is that many people don't believe the totality of the word of God. And as believers, we feel comfortable going into churches that only give us a TED talk on Sunday because we came to get a massage and not a life change. We want to be tickled and we want to be told that what we're doing is okay. We don't want to be propelled into a future that requires us to make some adjustments so that we can align with the path that God has already. Now, this is a church that you will find freedom in the expression of worship. But this is also a church that will cut you every now and then because if you got craziness on you, we want to make sure we get that foolishness off of you. Amen. It normally gets quiet at that point. The enemy has a goal in mind. And we see it in John 10 and 10. It says he wants to do what? Steal and do what? And to? And you've got to understand that the enemy is willing to execute his plan by any means necessary. When I tell you the devil wakes up every day and says, whatever I got to do to stop the purpose, insert your name. Say your name out loud right now. Whatever I got to do to stop the purpose of Ronaldo, I'm willing to do it. And one of the greatest things that the enemy uses, and I've said this week after week, one of the greatest things that the enemy uses is our ignorance. The enemy loves for us the root word here, ignore the word of God. The enemy loves for us to ignore conversation with God in prayer. The enemy loves for us to ignore being in the fellowship of like-minded believers in church. The enemy loves for us to ignore consecration through fasting. The enemy loves for us to ignore the weapons of our warfare. Ha-ha. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What? What? But they are mighty through who? To the pulling down of. It is the objective of the enemy to keep believers in ignorance. And the enemy said, if I cannot keep you in ignorance, I will give you a knowledge that defies the word of God. I would love to insert error into your mind and have you being emboldened and believing that you have a knowledge that's superior to what God has already said. How do you know more than the one that created you? How foolish do you sound? It is, it is really beginning to aggravate me. I am getting aggravated more and more with the contradictions to the word of God. 
with the new, the people who are writing their new Bibles. Not in here. Now you are welcome to come and ask me for clarification of the word. But you are not welcome to challenge what God has said and try to adjust what I will say according. Nah. If it ain't the word, we're not saying it here. If that makes you uncomfortable, find a new church. But here, the word of God will be. I'm not going to be manipulated. You can save your screenshots. You can stop trying to tell me what you think I ought to say. You can ask me what the word of God says. We can have an intellectual conversation because I study the Bible. And many of you don't. You study Facebook. All, all these pastors on Facebook I'm like who actually made you somebody when did you get the authority okay let me get to the word I'm sick of it and I'm going to tell you now as an apostolic anointing and prophetic anointing it is my job to straighten you out so we're going to get in line in here now I want you in line because I don't want you like Acts 19. God gave the power to perform unusual, called gave Paul uh, the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were what? <laughs> Healed of their diseases. And evil spirits were what? A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out what? Evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul were preachers to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirits reply, I know Jesus <laughs> and I know Paul, but who are you? I envision petty demons, amen. Because petty demons will try to preach in a key. Then the man, and that's when they know you ain't got no power. Petty demons will taunt you if they know you're powerless. They ain't coming to taunt me. They know it's going to be a battle. And I always win. Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house, what? Naked and battered. I do not want you to get your tail beat by a devil. And so that's why I want you to have knowledge, because I don't want you to be ignorant, because when the enemy manifests, I want you to rise in your authority and say in the name of Jesus, uh, I command you to come out. Uh, I command you to loose your hold. You have no power and authority over me. Loose your hold in the name of Jesus. So we already talked about the powers. All right. If you missed it, just go catch our podcast. I believe it's been updated and all the stuff is all nations Baton Rouge. I think you can find us. It was Love Alive Church. We'll go look for it. We talked about the powers. They're like the frontline supervisors in, the demonic, in the, the demonic world. And then we talked about the principalities. They're the big boss. They're like the C-suite in the demonic world. And now we're talking about the rulers of darkness in high places, demonic spirits that exist. Amen. This is the basic level of spiritual battle. And at some point in your life, in your daily walk, I am certain that you are encountering demonic activity at this level. 
Now, divine activity can be encountered through presence, meaning that there is something in the atmosphere, right? Through oppression, meaning it's beginning to press in on you, or through possession, meaning you have yielded yourself to the control of the enemy. If it is in presence or oppression, you still have the authority to take over it. If it is in possession, you need somebody else to war with you. I need you to understand the principles of engagement. If you are possessed by the devil, somebody has to call it out of you. All right. So today we're going through four. Y'all ready for these? We've already gone through eight. Eight, eight um, spirits that are identified in the word of God. I'm giving you four more today, all right? The first one is the spirit of infirmity. Spirit of infirmity, manifestations, and there are more, bent body or spine, impotent, frail, lame, asthma, hay fever, allergies, arthritis, weakness, lingering disorders, oppression, cancer. Here's what I want you to know about infirmity. Infirmity is defined as physical or mental weakness. So when the body is under affliction, including the mind, it is important to take authority over the spirit of infirmity. This is important because a lot of times when the enemy begins to battle in the mind, we only think about taking authority over the spirit of heaviness or the spirit of death, but we also have to take authority over the spirit of infirmity that's causing the affliction on the mind. Hmm. So we got to make sure that we, when you are dealing with the spirit of infirmity, especially in the area of mental health, can I park there for a minute? You will definitely find it coupled with the spirit of bondage, which I'm going to speak about in a while. The spirit of heaviness, which is to make sure that you're way down the lying spirit to tell you something other than what God said. The spirit of fear in order to make sure you're afraid and the spirit of death working collectively to damage the mind, damage the soul, damage the hope so it could damage the future. The spirit of infirmity is a slick one because you think the spirit of infirmity just shows up in a <coughs> and it's important to understand the spirit of infirmity because a lot of times we're speaking to the illness and not the spirit. Spirit of high blood pressure, not a thing. Spirit of infirmity brought the high blood pressure. Take authority over the right thing. The Bible says in Luke 13, 11, I'm going to read the King James Version first. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. In the New Living Translation, it says he saw a woman who had been crippled by an what? Evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up. Notice that they identify not the illness, but the spirit that was behind it. You would have just looked at the sick woman. They saw the spirit of infirmity. So it's important to recognize and acknowledge when the body is not functioning in the way it was designed, we must either accept personal responsibility for poor choices, or acknowledge the spiritual influence causing the disruption. Because sometimes it's just you. If you ate all them hammocks and all that kind of stuff, that high blood pressure is on you, baby. So get yourself together and then we'll take authority over the spirit afterwards. Amen. You probably have the spirit of whoredoms. You can't control yourself. Remember the spirit of whoredoms tries to operate outside of what? Restraint. Y'all better catch up with this one. So get treatment, but take authority too. 
You got to learn how to stop claiming and start proclaiming. Walking around talking about proclaiming all your sicknesses, claiming it, claiming it, claiming. No, you got to start proclaiming what God said about it. So when we are battling this, we have to learn how to bind first the spirit of infirmity and then loose the spirit of life and the gifts of healing. I'm apologizing because I'm going to have to keep moving through this because we're going to have demonstration today. All right. And we got another service to get to. If you want me to take a little more time, just hang around for the next one. Amen. The next one I want to talk about is the deaf and dumb spirit. This is an actual spirit. Manifestations, dumb, mute. Crying, drowned, tearing, blindness, mental illness, ear problems, suicidal, foaming at the mouth, seizures, epilepsy, burn, gnashing of teeth, pining away, prostration. Now, understand the deaf and dumb spirit. This spirit desires to cause lifelong afflictions on the body and mind. Who? I was putting this together and the Lord said this to me. Much of this is medicated when it can be vacated. So a lot of times, because we accept it, we medicate it, when what we need to do is start taking authority over the enemy. I love this scripture. I got to take time to unpack this one. In Mark 9, 17, I'm going to go through 17 through 27, but I'm going to unpack this thing. It says, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which had a, thumb, had a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pined away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, oh, faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring them unto me. I said, this is what it looks like when a powerless, unbelieving, supposed saint has to be checked by God for allowing ignorance, stupidity, laziness, or fear to restrict them from operating in a power strong enough to eradicate the enemy. I should have enough power to let the enemy know it has to go. And Jesus had to take care of what the disciples should have been trained to do. How long are you going to come to church and not be able to stand in authority when you get a little headache? Back to the word. Mark 9 and 20. And they brought him unto him. And when they saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell to the ground and wallowed foaming. The presence of God will always expose a demon. They can't even hide when the real anointing shows up. When I look at this, I said this was their last ditch effort to do something to the boy's body and mind because they were fully aware that their time was up when they saw Jesus. That's all we announced to the devil today. Your time is up. The question is, will they see Jesus when they see you? When you come on the scene, will the enemy know that it's time? Verses 21 through 23. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And all times it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe 
All things are possible to him that believe it. We love to preach this faith message. If you can believe God, this is talking about deliverance. Study to show thyself. Some of y'all don't know the end of that one. Read your Bible. Amen. I'm not going to tell you either. Just Google it and maybe you'll get to the scripture. This lets me know that no deliverance is off limits. If you want to be free, you can be free. Verse 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. I said, I believe this man was saying, I believe in what you can do. I have seen you do it before, but at times I doubt if you will do it for me. And I don't want to remain in a place of distrust. So show up now to cancel anything in me that will ever doubt you again. I am certain that this moment introduced a new boldness that could not be shut off. Look, it says, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Jesus didn't just leave him there. He said, now that I got you free, let me introduce you to a new life. So when you're dealing with the deaf and dumb spirit, you got to learn how to bind the deaf and dumb spirit, loose resurrecting life and gifts of healing. I don't know if I said it on the other one, on the spirit of infirmity, bind the spirit of infirmity, loose the spirit of life and the gifts of healing. I'm going to deal with this last one I had for, but I got to deal with this one because I got to get to the demonstration God wants, especially on this one. Spirit of bondage, manifestation in fears, addiction, drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, food, etc. Fear of death, for some of that is sexual addictions, fear of death, pornography is in there too, captivity to Satan, servant of corruption, compulsive sin, and bondage to sin. The spirit of bondage shows up to hold you captive to something. It never travels alone. Instead, it unites with whatever other spirit that wants a tighter grip on you. Hmm. In other words, it is a reinforcer that locks you up in a way that you are in total service and submission to its desires and not your own. Some of you know in this place you're in bondage to some things, but you're going to get free today. You say, I've been struggling. I don't even want to do this anymore. You're going to get free today. Hmm. Bondage will, have you, bondage will have you define your moral standards, submitted to irrational thoughts and behavior patterns, and trapped in demonic slavery. Bondage is an oppressor like none other, and many of you have been unable to break habits because you have not been loose from the spirit of bondage. You'll come to God time and time again saying, I want to be done with this. I want to be done with this. I want to be done with this. You didn't know that you needed to be free from the spirit of bondage. Romans 8 and 15, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. When we deal with the spirit of bondage, we have to learn how to bind the spirit of bondage and loose liberty in the spirit of adoption. I'm going to go ahead and do this final one. 
The spirit of fear. Again, I have more time in the next service. Spirit of fear. Manifestations, fears and phobias, heart attacks, torment and horror, fear of man, nightmares and terrors, anxiety and stress, fear of death, untrusting and doubt. The spirit of fear comes to magnify the presence of danger and minimize the overcoming power given to us by God. It gives us a skewed view of our circumstances and paralyzes our ability to walk in faith. Fear will have you believing more in impending failure than the guaranteed success that God promises. Fear is the announcement and belief in hell's assignment and declaration of lies. Fear operates in contradiction to faith and says to God that we have more confidence in hell's plan than in his. Here's what you need to know about fear. Fear is not distributed through heaven. It is manufactured and delivered from hell. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 1 and 7, for God had not given us what? The spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of us. We deal with the spirit of fear. We have to learn how to bind the spirit of fear and loose love, power, and a sound mind. The Bible says in 1 John 4 and 18, perfect love casteth out fear. Stand your feet all over this place.